think it was completely natural to worry about BC basketball going into the season opener and going, oh man, is this going to be another letdown game? I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't any of that on Monday night. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked on BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by the game by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College twenty for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, that's code Locked On College. All right, folks. I know, I know. Many of us were going into this season going, we're going to have high expectations of BC basketball, and all it takes is one bad game to start the season off in your out-of-conference schedule to really throw a monkey wrench in this. So BC gets Fairfield to open the season. Fairfield's been a scrappy team, but they just lost their head coach. I don't know exactly what happened that had caused him to be fired. They had about three guys hurt, so they weren't playing very much. Uh, and still, you're feeling like, oh, man, you know, BC always plays down. That's kind of the way that they've done, and it makes it close. Is this going to happen again? Well, it didn't happen. BC dominated Fairfield. They won by 19, 89-70. But that score isn't accurate to even how far the game got out of hand. Because by the end, they were up by 24, 26 points. And you got to see Fred Payne play. You got to see, you know, um, Elijah Strong get some minutes. But it wasn't. The story of this game isn't just, you know, BC winning. It's Quinton Post. Quinton Post was absolutely dominant in this game. He scored 31 points, had 11 rebounds, four blocks. My favorite sequence with Post came in the second half where he had that spot in the corner and he drained a three. And then they panned to whatever was going on on the Fairfield side. And they got the ball back. And there's Post again in the same spot, just waving frantically. They finally get him. I think it was Jaden Zachary. Finally gets him the ball. And he drains it again. He's just a special player. And we'll get into what kind of player he is in a little bit. But he, his 31 points, a career high in this game. He, you know, Fairfield was playing without their center, I believe. So they had this a true freshman up against him, and this kid had no chance, no chance. Like there was, it was, it was unfair what Quinton Post was doing to him, and he 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 just took over this game. You you get to see in the end what the the end score is going to be. You see, like you know, it's they won by nineteen points. They were up by twenty six. So much is that of that is because of Post. When you don't have him out there, it's a very different team. Uh, and we'll get into some of the concerns and things, other pieces of this game in just a moment. But BC starts off, uh, they hit a bucket, Fairfield hits a three-pointer. That's the last time Fairfield sniffed the lead. From there, Post took over. They scored a whole bunch of points. Uh, you saw other players as well step up. And and some names that I think that are, deserve some recognition Obviously, Jaden Zachary had 10 points on four re- uh, assists. You know, he's the ball handler out there. And 
you know, without Makai Ashton Langford this season, you needed someone to step up and be that guy. And Zachary looked like that guy. You also had Mason Madsen. Now Mason Madsen was, he, he drew a lot of ire from a lot of BC fans for his play last year. You brought in him, this kid in to shoot three pointers and he shot 30% from three last year. He wasn't very good, but to the kid's credit, Madsen finds out this offseason he has an autoimmune disease and it affects his joints. It affects a bunch of different things. He gets it fixed. You know, he's getting shots and all, you know, treatment for that. He goes out there and he shoots three for five from three point range. That's exactly what you want from Mason Madsen. I thought he had a really good game. Uh, not not perfect, but definitely a, a, a good game as well. And when you're all, you know, when you're looking at as well, Donald Hand. Donald Hand didn't play at all last year. He played 10 minutes and then tore his knee. That was it. He comes back. You know, I I, I I was not sure, you know, after a knee injury, how quickly he'd come back. He comes back and plays 18 minutes. Hits three three-pointers. And, and that's all you need to ask for a guy like that. That's exciting that you have a guy that can, that can hit those deep shots. So BC pushes you know, Fairfield around, they go cold, you know, it's BC basketball. It's not a BC basketball game without a cold streak. They go three minutes and Fairfield knocks the lead down to 12 going into halftime. You know, you know, BC still really was kind of in control at that point, even though Fairfield, you know, it never felt like the lead was ever going to get away, but it was a little disconcerting watching one of those, like, it, it wasn't just that BC shots weren't going down. It was like everything was discombobulated. They just weren't passing. They weren't, the offense was not clicking. The second half starts and it's more of the same as what we saw at the end of the first half where BC is just continuing to struggle, you know, credit to Fairfield. They tried to hang around. They, they, that kid, uh, Goodine, Goodine, uh, Bryson Goodine had 22 points. He had a nice little game for that, for that, that team. So, they brought it down all the way down to nine points, but then it was Jaden Zachary and it was Quentin Post. Every single time that BC needed a shot, Quentin Post hit it. The you know, you just felt like you know, maybe Fairfield would start to make some sort of run. We, we've seen it enough, right? You know, you go back and think about the Detroit Mercy game last year or Cornell or. You know, fair. You know, UNH or Maine, the games they lost, BC would fall apart, and you all you had that sinking feeling in the back of your chest, like this is going to happen again. They're going to fall apart. They're going to blow this. But Quentin Post is so good, it's not going to happen. So the Eagles improved to one and zero. Their next game is on the road against Citadel. That's on Friday night. They're going down to South Carolina. This is a team that Earl Grant has a history with. So they, they made that home and home, whatever. Uh, and, and, I, and I think that's, that's kind of the, the deal there. Now in a moment, I want to talk more about post. I want to talk what he could bring to this team and how special his kind of play is and why he, you know, his play alone could bring BC to levels that they've never been under Earl Grant or, you know, under the last couple coaches as well. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. Now, 
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So you could go in right now. You could find college basketballs all over the place on uh, on FanDuel. They've got some great bets right now. Just looking at, just even looking on Monday night, it's 11 o'clock. You can find uh, matchups for Monday night football. You can look at tomorrow's NBA game between the Celtics and 76ers, minus one for the Celtics. I think I might like that one. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you're, you're a big sports fan. You're looking for the place to go. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. And we're talking about an exciting win for BC. This is the way that you start a season off when you want to make the tournament. You need to put away teams like Fairfield. And that's exactly what Boston College did. And the goal for this year should not be the NIT. That's that, for my opinion, that's the floor. You want to get to the tournament. When you have a guy, a player, that can take over games. How many NCAA tournament games have you watched where you see a guy just go bonkers and score a ton of points and just take over a game? When you watch what Quinton Post has done over the last year or so, don't you see that he could be the same type of player? He's a seven-foot shooter, he can shoot, who does everything on the court. You can get him down low where he's dunking it. He had another one of his you know, big two-handed dunks. He's hitting three-pointers from all over the place. He's facilitating. He's playing defense. He's got four blocks. He is a special player. And, you know, I, I, I think when you're talking about, like, a, a run in the NCAA tournament, yeah, you're going to want to have some depth on your team. And there's a lot of time between now and March. But when you have a, a superstar, and that's exactly what Quinton Post is, headlining your team, you're going to win some big games this year. And I was watching, you know, I, I looked around, and the ACC had some really uh, bizarre scores. That, well, not bizarre if you if you ever follow the you know the, the teams that are playing. You had um, uh, who was it? So uh, yeah, Louisville. Louisville's not very good. <laughs> Louisville beat uh, Maryland, Baltimore by one point, and they were losing for most of that game. Notre Dame barely beat Niagara. That was also a uh, fun game to watch. Uh, and, and so you see that there's going to be some teams that aren't going to be all that great. I mean, NC State beat Citadel by 13. They were in control for most of that. But when you have a player like Post, you have to keep him healthy. The one piece I wished, I, I kind of wish they took him out a little earlier in this game. You were in control. You When you were up by like 24 points, just take him out. Get Armani Mighty in there. Get him to play a little bit more. Get, you know, I'd love to see that happen. The last thing, be, this be, the, the, the thing that's going to keep fans biting their nails at night is the health of Quinton Post. We, you know, at the end of last year, he had an injury. He obviously had the foot injury to begin last year. 
he needs to stay healthy because this team has a lot of potential, but it all revolves around him. He's going to make those guys better. If, if, if you didn't have him out there tonight, if you were starting mighty, it would have been one of those nail biting, you know, games against a mid major, but you have that top talent now. That's great. That's what you want. So that was my thoughts on him. Now, other thoughts about this game. I already mentioned, I thought Mason Madsen played really well. Now let's talk about some players. I thought did not have great games. One of them is on the screen right now. And that is uh, Chaz Kelly. And I'm actually changing it over to Quinn post. Cause I had a picture of him up. Chaz Kelly is going to be a guard that you're going to need to play a lot this year. And he just looked completely discombobulated in this game. Uh, you know, he had, I'm pulling up his stats right now, two points. He went one for three uh, with three, tur- with three assists and six turnovers. Not good. Six turnovers. You got to, as a guard, you got to be better with the ball. Uh, and that was, I think that was a disappointing out- output. The other big Big uh, out disappointment was someone I had just been pumping up for the last couple of weeks, which is MJ Harris. Uh, the transfer from uh, Charleston Southern started like I expected him to played 26 minutes, had nine points, but shot two of eight from field goal range uh, with two turnovers. He, he just didn't look in sync at all. All his three pointers were bouncing off the rims. They just, he just didn't have a good game. And it's, it's, it's one game. I'm not going to overreact to how a player uh, performs in just a one game, uh, you know, out, output there. I love the defensive tenacity of this team. I thought they played really strong. I mean, when they got that, they anything that they tried to get down low, Post just completely screwed them up. Like they just couldn't get anything past him. And to to a lesser extent, I thought McLaughlin had some really good interior defense as well. Now concerns, uh, oh, there was moments again where they were ball watching. Uh, especially around the time where BC's offense just completely started to fall apart uh, at the end of the first half, early second half, there were, you know, some wide open shots. Uh, Rogan on Fairfield had a few big threes and you saw Godine do a few, but that's all kind of nitpicking. I thought BC played a complete game. Their defense, the defense was pretty good. You know, they didn't let up a lot of stupid, stupid shots for most of the game. I thought their offense Really looked good. Uh, it was great seeing Donald Hand back out there. Um, Prince, not Prince, Prince Oligbe looks a little different too, but I was going to say, Armani Mighty looks like a different player out there. Last year, he was a seven-foot dude that was scrawny and just big, like tall, big. Now he put on 20 pounds of muscle, and he looks like a completely different player. And, you know, he, the stat sheet doesn't really say much. He had four four points and three rebounds. And what do you play? Uh, Ten minutes. But he's going to have to play more. Uh, you're not going to want to have him. I, this, this is the thing. Like, wouldn't you have rather seen like 15 minutes of Mighty than, I mean, I, I obviously wanted to watch Quentin Post. I just don't want him to get hurt. Uh, so when they when they took that over, I thought that would have been great. BC had 34 points in the paint. 34 and 14 uh, second chance points. Just a complete dominating game for BC. And, and that's a great, like, again, it's been a lot of fun around BC sports this last week or so. Other than the firing of the women's basketball uh, soccer coach, we had hockey win two games against Lowell. We had uh, women's basketball beat Holy Cross. You had football beat Syracuse. The vibes are immaculate, as the kids say. 
volleyball I saw beat NC State, I think, a couple of days ago. Things are good. Things are fun to watch as a BC fan. So one to know that the the March to March starts now. And the man on your screen, Quentin Post, is going to be the key factor on whether that's going to happen or not. Hopefully, we'll be talking about him when Selection Sunday comes up. Now, in a moment, I'm going to switch things up and talk about football because, hey, football rules the roost. Now, I am always looking for good tickets. I... I have not been to a Patriots game yet in my entire life, which is nuts. I have lived my entire life in the state of Massachusetts and I have yet to be in, to go to a Pats game, but I know when I want to go, I'm going to be using game time because game time has last minute ticket deals, all in prices, which means there's no hidden fees views from the seats and the best price guaranteed. And I love it because they know I like the Pats that they will send me like, hey, the prices have dropped 15%. And I'm like, oh, this is a good time to go buy tickets. So when I make my purchase, when I finally get to a Patriots game, I take my son with me, I will be using game time. It's so easy to use. And with their flash minute tickets, flash deals and zone deals, it, it's it can't be beat. So game time, what you need to do, go download the game time app right now, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Again, that's Locked On College. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Let's talk a little football to wrap up our episode. And I just want to pre- preview a few things. So if you've not already checked it out, I have 50% off an Eagle Insider subscription. If you want to become an Eagle Insider, get all the VIP uh, scoops, Mitch's film reports, uh, all the you know insider information that we have, 50% off for a year. That's a cup of coffee, price of a cup of coffee per month. You know, I think it's what, like $4 a month. You ain't going to beat that. Tons of BC content with a great BC community. Head over to Eagle Insider today and sign up right now because I think you would love the community that's there and the work that you would get as part of your VIP membership. I am going to throw that link up in the comment section in just a moment. So if you haven't already signed up, this is a perfect time to do it. Now, football, we're talking good news with BC sports. Football is in the they're in for the for the for the bowl. Jeff Halfley was at the basketball game tonight, so was Thomas Castellanos. And the vibe around the program is feeling pretty good. You're playing three more teams, as I said on yesterday's episode, that you could easily beat if you play good football. You know, they haven't played particularly perfect football, but they've won. Winning is better than losing. So I was thinking now that BC is six and three and, you know, other than maybe the orange bowl, which I don't think they're going to get to any bowl that is affiliated with the, with the, with the ACC, excuse me, could be in um, the potential 
they could be sorry it's late at night and my brain is just falling apart could be in the line of where boston college could land so here are the bowls that bc could potentially end up with and i'm going to present it so you can see it because i feel like me talking about it you not being able to see it will not work as well so you have the gasparilla bowl that gets a big fart no birmingham bowl we we, we dealt that one already lightning no military bowl that would be the ecu uh rematch you know remember that was the what well, with the bowl that was canceled because of covid duke's mayo bowl which is a higher one holiday bowl which is um also out there the fenway bowl which i think everyone fenway bowl and pinstripe bowl are all both bowls that i think a lot of folks just assume bc is going to get over anything the pop tarts bowl and gator bowl are all higher level bowls, the Sun Bowl, and the ReliaQuest Bowl. So when I look at these bowls, which ones do I want? If you talk to Mitch Wolf of Eagle Insider, who's been on our podcast, he wants the Fenway Bowl or Pinstripe Bowl, or I think he even said the Military Bowl because he could travel to those. I don't want any of those bowls. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I hate I hate baseball stadium games. So the Fenway Bowl and Pinstripe Bowl sound awful. I don't want to play an AAC Bowl uh, team in a bowl game. So Fenway again gets another knock and the pinstripe bowl seems destined to get a big 10 team with an atrocious offense. And it'll be probably terrible weather and hard for everything. We saw AJ Dillon skating on that. Um, and I don't want to play a team. I saw uh, mock drafts of uh, mock projections, excuse me, of Rutgers or Northwestern against BC at the pinstripe bowl. Both of those teams sound awful. I, I don't want to see Northwestern at all. Their their offense is just terrible. And I know BC isn't playing much better right now in terms of scoring, but it just would not be a fun and enjoyable game. So that ask, makes me ask, what are some realistic other bowls that I think would be fun? Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl is the one I have circled. That's on December 29th. That's against a Pac-12 team. And I've seen them mocked against either like Arizona or Oregon State. I'd love to see that, though. I think DJ Uyagale would probably shred BC's defense um, if BC's defense had an off game. But I don't know. I think playing in Arizona would be fun. Uh, it's a bowl that we've always hoped BC would get, but they got to win games to get there. The, another reach that I've seen BC potentially get to, I believe I've seen them link to the Mayo Bowl. Now, what you need now. I know the path is what everyone's talking about right now. And I don't, I don't, I don't hate on that at all. I think it's fun. And Hey, if they could do that, that would be amazing. Right. If that does not work out, then you need to start rooting for certain teams to lose the teams that you're going to want to see lose are teams like Clemson, Duke, Georgia tech and Miami. I think those are the big ones and NC state as well. Those teams have a better shot of getting better bowls. Duke less so, but like Clemson, they're going to jump BC if they have the same record. Same thing with like Miami. So BC needs to have a great last couple games. If they want to get one of those tier one bowl games, if you don't want to end up in Birmingham or wherever the hell the Gasparilla bowl is, you want to play top level teams. You got to start winning and, and hope these other teams lose. So the path may end this week. If, if Louisville beats Virginia, 
I I'm gonna, I think every BC fan is going to be a Who's fan this weekend, and I don't blame them. But if it does, then we need to start looking at what teams we need to start rooting to lose so that BC can get a better bowl spot because I think that's going to be the next big thing for the Eagles. Now, I'm going to wrap things up. It's late at night. I'm exhausted. I want to tell thank each and every one of you for joining us here, talking about BC basketball, who are 1-0. and oh. What a great game for BC. And, you know, hopefully these wins will continue to build up the fan base. It wasn't a great out- outing for, in terms of, like, folks at the game. Uh, but winning winning gets attendance, and I think BC basketball will get there. Beat You beat Citadel. That'll do it. Now, later this week, we'll have Mitch on to give uh, Mitch Wolf of Eagle Insider to give his predictions. We're also going to talk of uh, to a Hokies uh, podcast. There's no lock. I don't think there's a locked on Hokies. So I'm, I'm looking outside to grab somebody. I think we're going to have them on Thursday. And then we'll have another episode tomorrow. Jam pack week, right, folks? Thank you all so much. Join Eagle Insider today. And also, if you want to try it out, I'm still trying to get people to join our subtext. That is a text-based service where you can communicate directly with me. As a couple of you guys have already signed up and have been talking to me, it's just like texting with AJ. You want to ask me questions, your thoughts, you want to get you know questions on the show. I can't read everything in the comment section live, but I love to answer it after the shows and talk to you more, and I'm going to try to get you videos. Check it out. It's 14 days free right now. I think it's like five bucks a month after that if you want to try it out. Um, but check it out. Sign up. The link is in <clears throat> in the show notes. Uh, I hope you d- do check that out. This is AJ Black. Follow me on Twitter at AJ Black 247. And we'll be back again tomorrow for another show. But thank you all, everydayers out there, for listening to Locked On BC, your team every day.